This is episode 109 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll be talking about what makes faith-based travel different with Stephen Liggins. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers. I am so glad that you are here. We have an awesome guest all the way from Australia, believe it or not, in totally different time zones. But thanks to technology, we're able to connect. And he also has a passion for incorporating our faith into our travels. And he'll be talking about some of that today. But before we dive in, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources, and you'll find out more information about some of our upcoming retreats in Florida and Punta Cana. But without further ado, Stephen is married with two children and lives in the Blue Mountains, just outside of Sydney in Australia. He's an Anglican minister, a writer, a semi-regular guest lecturer at the Sydney Missionary and Bible College, and a great fan of sports, literature, pop culture, and traveling. Hey, Stephen, how's it going? Very well, Sarah. It's lovely to be speaking with you. Yes. So tell us a little about yourself and how you became so passionate about travel. Well, I fell into traveling almost by accident. Uh, The family in which I grew up, uh, we traveled around our part of Australia a bit, but the idea of traveling overseas was a really alien idea. But when I was 19 years old, uh, one of my older brothers took a year off and traveled over to Europe. And then when I was 20, it wasn't really for traveling reasons, but when I was a young man, I was trying to become a professional cricketer. And I had quite a good chance. So I decided to go to London for six months to play cricket. And so I took a year off university, went to London, and it suddenly dawned on me that not only was I just playing cricket, but I was traveling. I was living overseas. I had the opportunity to look around London, England, Scotland. Getting over to Paris and Germany were very easy. And so uh, for five or six months, I, I lived overseas. I met English people through playing cricket. I joined a really good church in London, which had a big impact on my life. And I got to look around the British Isles and Europe. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was wonderful. And so since then, I've really appreciated the opportunities God has given me to travel. Uh, And I think since then, I've probably been to about 40 countries, I think. Oh, my goodness. I know this is always the hardest question, but favorite or one that holds a very special memory to you? Yes, look, I, uh, I think I would have to say that I'm very fond of England uh, because it was my first time out of Australia as an adult and I had, made, had such good experiences there uh, through the church I was in, through playing sport and through looking around. And as an Australian, uh, if you grow up in Australia, you know quite a bit about English and American culture just through, you know, reading books and watching TV and listening to the news. So I felt a bit of a connection with the country and uh, it was just wonderful. So I think I'd have to say England, although every country is wonderful. Yes. Okay. So in this process, you have particularly become interested in the topic of faith and travel and how we're supposed to carry our faith with us in our travels. 
how did that end up kind of growing into what you're so passionate about? Well, I guess as a Christian, um, I, I love God and I try and love others. And I've always been keen to see how my faith impacts every area of my life. And it occurred to me that I don't think, at least in Australia, it may be different in the States, that Christians here are not given a lot of help uh, in thinking about travel as part of their Christian life. Let me give an example. Um, I'm a minister, as you've just said, and at our night church here uh, a number of years ago, I did a quick survey in our evening service, which has a lot of the, the young adults in it. And I asked everyone who here has traveled overseas or is thinking of traveling overseas and about 170 out of the 180 people there put their hands up and then I said who here has ever read or heard a Christian speak on the topic of Christianity and travel and about five hands went up uh, so it struck me that, that traveling is one of the most widely practiced but least I guess thought about things in which Christians participate. I don't mean that they're unthinking, but they're not given a lot of help in thinking about it. So I was keen to, I guess, try and integrate traveling into the Christian faith and see how they fit together. I would agree that there really isn't a lot of content out there. And what there is, is um, mission trips, which yep. are very important, but um, a lot of people just travel for fun, and yet there really isn't content out there. So how do you view those two different areas? Well, I think one can travel overseas uh, for many reasons. You, you might travel for um, fun, rest, relaxation, holiday. You might travel for um, study. You might travel for work. You might travel to visit family and friends. You may travel for, as you said, short-term mission trips. So there are a whole lot of reasons to leave your home city or your home state or your home country. Uh, and in each situation, it raises a lot of uh, issues, I think, about your relationship with God and your relationship with Christians and you know, what you want to prioritise uh, and that sort of thing. So um, I guess that, that was sort of uh, something rather which I've been thinking about a fair bit. You brought up the topic of some of the issues that it raises mm. with God and our relationship with him. Can you elaborate on that a little yeah, more? Yeah, I'd love to. Look, when I have been traveling, particularly um, that first trip which I just mentioned, I found being overseas, uh, away from my comfort zone, away from my support structures, really forced me to rely more on God. And so I would, I think I probably prayed more and probably read the Bible more uh, and uh, being in new situations, you realize your dependence on God a lot more. So I felt that, that, that traveling um, really helped me there. Now, I'm aware of the fact that some people go traveling and it doesn't really help their relationship with God. They get away from their support structures and, and such forth and um, can start to think in, and do some things which they probably wish they didn't. But um, I, I think that the key thing for traveling as as a Christian is to remember you're not taking a holiday from God, you know, God travels with you. Uh, you we realize we're traveling God's world and we look at God's world through the lens of scripture. And one of the things about traveling is it gives us great opportunities to meet other Christians who we can encourage. And it gives us great opportunities to connect with people who may not share our faith. But one of the things I've found is that um, when we're traveling, people are often very relaxed and are more open to having spiritual discussions than when they're back in their normal routine. And I guess another thing which traveling as a Christian uh, draws to our attention is that we're traveling God's world, which is an incredible world. 
world. Um, there are some wonderful things to see and experience, but we're also traveling in a fallen world as well. And so we do come across and have access to some, you know, we, we I guess, appreciate, I guess, some of the bad things in the world. And we think, well, how do we want to respond to those sorts of things as Christians? So I guess the key thing is to try and travel with God and look at the, and look at the world, I guess, through the lens of Scripture. And when we do that, it, it can be a great thing for our relationship with God and a great thing for the kingdom of God. Absolutely. And that kind of brings me to another question. How do you think that God views travel? When God, I mean, the Genesis account of creation says that God creates this wonderful world of humanity and puts humanity in what it refers to as the Garden of Eden and says, you know, enjoy the world, just don't eat from that one tree. And um, often we think, well, you know, let's not eat from that one tree. But we forget the fact that God has given this incredible world uh, to enjoy, to appreciate, to thank him for. Uh, And so I think that if we're traveling in a wise way, uh, that God would think travel is, is a great thing because we're appreciating his creation, we're appreciating his his workmanship. And so, um, and in that there are so many good things which can be achieved through travel in terms of relationships and understanding God's will better. I think he would view it in a very uh, positive way. And it certainly, I think it's helped me a lot. Now, of course, as you would realise, and as I'm sure the listeners would realise, we live in a, in a fallen world. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, the people we meet aren't perfect, the world is somewhat of a ruined masterpiece. And so we want to make sure that we're interacting with those problematic areas of the world in a positive Christian way. Looking at it through God's perspective, um, and but also acknowledging its faults is a huge part, just like you said. And I don't know if your experience in Australia is the same, but it, at least where I grew up, um, I think the generations view travel differently. Mm. And so a lot of the older populations here think that travel is kind of, I don't know, fleeing from responsibility or just something not highly prioritized. But do you think that travel is an important part of our daily life? Yeah. Look, I don't think we have to travel or have not to travel. I think every person is different. Uh, and I am aware in Australia, it's, I think it's the way you describe it, there's quite a few, uh, a range of views in the Christian community about the merits or otherwise of travel. Uh, some people view it as a really good potential experience for uh, Christians to have, and it can have all sorts of good achievements. But as you've also said, some people sort of think, well, is it a waste of time? Is it a waste of money? Is it taking away from your church um, involvement? Uh, and so there are those mm-hmm. two, um, I guess, views here. My view is that um, we need to think about travel Christianly, both how we travel and if and whether and how much we travel. And so I think it's helpful to think through why we're traveling and how long we're traveling for and how much money we perhaps spend on traveling and make sure that we're comfortable that what we're doing is consistent with, I guess, good Christian stewardship. So perhaps I could just give a quick example. Um, I mentioned my first big trip overseas to play cricket. About three years later, I'd finished studying and I decided that I would go travelling overseas. And I thought, well, how long am I going to go travelling for before I get my first major job? And so I thought, through what's good Christian stewardship of my time? What's good Christian stewardship of, of my money? I mean, what matters in the world? Well, we need to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, as it said in Matthew. Uh, and so travelling falls into that. So I guess I've thought through we need to be good stewards of our time and money, and travel needs to be part of, of, of that as well. So we need to think about travel 
Christianly, I guess is what I'm saying. And if we do that, it can be a really wonderful thing. Yes, that kind of falls into that motive category. And a lot of times I think people are motivated by the really great Instagram pictures or um, almost escaping their troubles. But as Christians, we really get to come at it with a totally different perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there are some good reasons to travel and some bad reasons to travel. So I, mean, I think it's good to travel for to have a rest, um, for, for leisure. It's good to travel to maintain and meet new people and maintain relationships. It's good for education, formal and informal. I mean, I think we learn, an, I mean, I'm sure you would agree, we learn an awful lot through travelling. Um, some bad reasons to travel is just because oh, everyone else is or we think that travel is going to be the meaning of life for us or as some sort of escape. I mean, some people would probably travel because they think, oh, I'll get away from my home church and I can do whatever I like overseas and no one will ever know. I mean, they're, they're bad reasons to travel. So I think it's important to, yes, look at our motives and make sure that we're, we're traveling um, for good reasons. As we look at that, what are some ways that makes Christian travelers different than other travelers? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think there are so many things I could say. Could I say that I think one thing which makes Christian travelers different is that Christian travelers will want to travel with God. So one of the things which I found so helpful was when I've been away from home, um, maintaining my relationship with God as close as possible. So I've always wanted to prioritize um, making sure I'm reading my Bible and, and praying and reflecting on scripture. And in fact, Perhaps the first thing I always advise people on at my church when I know they're going to go traveling, whether it's a 20-year-old backpacker or a 65-year-old going on a cruise, uh, which is also what happens a lot out here, um, I sort of say, make sure when you're away, here are my two tips for traveling, which I give to people who are Christians. I say, make sure you have your regular, what we call quiet times, um, you know, Bible reading and prayer. Make sure you're doing that all the time. And secondly, why don't you pray each morning that God would lead you to either Christians who you can encourage or, or perhaps non-Christians to whom you can be some sort of Christian witness. And then uh, I think that really changes your whole priority on traveling. You're traveling with God. You look at the world and you might sort of think, look, look one of the greatest things I've ever seen, Sarah, is a place in Zimbabwe called Victoria Falls. And I remember looking at it. This is this incredible waterfall. It's a kilometer wide, rainbows in the spray. And I look at that and think, isn't God's creation incredible? Isn't God amazing? And a lot of things we see in this world, if we're Christians, we're not just thinking, doesn't that look nice? We're thinking, isn't God incredible? So I think being a Christian, being close to God, impacts how we look at the world and all the wonderful things we see are really God's creation. And then I think the other thing as a Christian who travels is we're thinking that what do Christians do? We, we love God with our heart, soul, and mind, and we love our neighbor as ourselves. How can we love the people we meet when we're traveling? And I think, you know, obviously it's good to be kind and friendly and supportive and helpful, but particularly with Christians, we want to try and, if we meet Christians, it's good to spiritually, you know, encourage them. And I've had some wonderful opportunities to do that. And when we meet um, non-believers, I think often people are open to chatting about spiritual things when they're away and more relaxed. Can I perhaps give one an example of um, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah when, absolutely. When I was um, in my 20s, I'm now in my 50s, uh, but when I was in my 20s, I went backpacking through uh, Southern Africa. 
And I, I think I was praying at the time that God would use me. And in a four-day period, I remember I was sitting in a park in southern Zimbabwe. I think I was just eating my lunch. And a, a local guy ran up to me or walked up to me. And we fell into conversation. Turned out he was a Christian. So we had a really encouraging just chat there on in the park. Later that night, I'd booked into a youth hostel. And there was a, um, a German girl there. And so she, I and a few others went out and uh, spent the evening together. And as we were walking back, uh, it turned out that she was a Christian as well. And she'd um, given her life to Christ fairly recently. And so we had a good chat at the youth hostel in the middle of the night, which was encouraging. Next day, I caught a train down into Botswana, uh, turned up at a hotel in the middle of the night. There was um, another lady there from England, fell into conversation with her. She'd just given her life to Christ at a Billy Graham crusade. And so we fell into conversation and had a good time. I'm actually still in contact with her. And then I think one or two days later, I was up in the Okavango Delta, which is this wonderful um, Delta game park area in Botswana, put up my tent next to two South African guys. It turned out one of them was a Christian. One of them wasn't a Christian. Um, the Christian was trying to be a good witness to his non-Christian friend. I turned up, um, was involved in conversing with them as well. And I just sort of thought, wow, that's incredible. Isn't it great that... Um, here I am traveling around and God can use me to run into these people and try and encourage them. Now, it's not always like that, but it's just wonderful to be involved in God's purposes with people from other places like that. Are you looking for a faith-based resource for your next travel adventure? Look no further than the Ultimate Travel Kit. This kit includes activities and supplies for large group, small group, and individual travel devotions. It is great for ages high school through retired adults, and it is very easy for leaders to incorporate around any travel itinerary. For more information, go to christiantravelers.net forward slash ultimate travel kit. Yeah, and when you go into it with the mentality that you're even looking for those opportunities, like those people could have been there. And if you hadn't even been thinking about it, um, thinking about how your faith played in your travels, you may have never found that out and never had such encouraging conversations in the first place. Yeah, I think that's right. And as I said, the, the two things which I try to keep in mind and I tell others are is, you know, make sure you're reading your Bible and praying when you're on holidays. And why don't you pray for opportunities to encourage uh, opportunities uh, to, to witness as well. And, you know, it's interesting. Um, another example, when I was going through Europe many years ago, I was sitting on a balcony at a coffee shop in Greece. I was just reading my Bible one evening, having a, a drink of some sort. I can't remember what it was. The next morning, a guy had seen me doing that. And he came up to me and said, said oh, I saw you reading your Bible last night. And we fell into conversation and it turned out that he was a, a Christian guy from England who'd been struggling with his faith and wanted to have a chat. So, you know, you, you pray about things and, you know, if you occasionally leave your Bible lying around here and there, um, that can sort of, you know, prompt situations as well. I mean, having said that, um, you know, uh, it doesn't always work as smoothly as that, but, you know, mm -hmm. God often does use us if we say, look, we're available and um, we're alert. It's crazy how God can work. Um, in so many ways. And as you kind of said towards the beginning, when we're traveling, um, you found that when you were in England that you were relying on God more, praying more. It really does put us into that mindset of we can't really rely on ourselves when we're outside of our routine and outside of that comfort zone. Yeah. 
that, that, yeah. that's right that's right and i've spoken to a number of other people in my part of australia and uh, a number of people have said yes they did rely more on god uh, when they were traveling but as i said um i think earlier it can go both ways so mm-hmm. there's another um young lady from our church who i have the greatest respect for and uh, she went i think over the United States for five weeks a few years back. And, and she's a great Christian girl. And when she got back, I was talking to her about her trip because I, I always really enjoy talking to people about their travels. And I just happened to say, oh, how, are you, how was your Bible reading and prayer while you were away? And her face just fell. And she admitted that it had actually gone nowhere. You know, she'd spent ages planning her trip, uh, but she hadn't planned about, you know, I guess, traveling with God. And that, I mean, I guess really surprised me because I thought this was the sort of girl who would have. But, you know, I guess it's not automatic that just because we're, we're close to God when we're in our hometown, it doesn't necessarily mean that we will be close to God when we're away. So I think we need to consciously make a point of doing that. Um, many people do, and many people need to be encouraged to do that as well, I think. Yes, it's definitely a lot of intentionality. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, you wrote a book called Traveling the World as Citizens of Heaven. What inspired this book? Yeah, well, look, a number of things. I mean, I like writing and I like traveling and I I absolutely love God. And as I think I said earlier, um, that in Australia anyway, and I think you've suggested that it's similar over there, that Mm -hmm. travel is a widely practiced activity amongst people, not just your 20-year-olds, but your families your retirees, etc. Many people go traveling. Many of those people are Christians, but there's very little assistance given to people uh, in how to travel Christianly. And as I said, I gave the example that for me, it was a very positive experience. Um, for this girl from my church, it was a fairly <laughs> neutral mm-hmm. spiritual experience. And I, I was talking to one of the younger guys at our church a, a year or two back, and he said he had a few people he knew who'd travelled overseas. They'd gone away apparently Christians and come back apparently um, non not Christians apparently. I mean, God knows the truth of it. Uh, and so I thought, I thought, well, what can I do? You know, I like writing. I'll write a book to try and help people think about travelling in a Christian way. Uh, and so the book I wrote um, made a number of points. I, I said, you know, look, we want to travel with God, not leave God behind, stay close to God. You know, that it says in John 15, um, that we need to well, abide in the vine or remain close in relationship uh, to Jesus. Uh, and so we need to do that when we're traveling. Um, I'm very keen to say, to tell people, look, you know, when we're traveling, we're, we're traveling God's world. The, the incredible creation we see, whether it's, you know, Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe or some incredible act of, um, you know, art or, or music, which we come across, you know, that's ultimately gets down to God, you know, God. You know, so I think we, we look at it like that. Uh, I also want to encourage people to, when you go away, connect with Christians. In fact, probably the best bit of travel advice I ever got was when I was 20, uh, just before I went overseas for the first time, and I was sitting in uh, the church youth or young adults group, and the minister uh, turned up at the um, young adults group and came up to me and said, oh, Stephen, you're going over to London, I believe, in a few weeks' time. Uh, Here are the addresses of two really good central London churches. You might like to check them out. Mm. And... uh, I know, I said thanks. So I, I ended up going to one of those two churches. It was a church called All Souls. Um, if you've ever heard of John Stott, who's a fairly famous Christian in England, um, it was the church he was part of. And just having that fellowship when I was away was was, was wonderful. 
they also encourage Christians to try and connect with, with non-believers and, um, you know, be an salt and light. We're told to be salt and light in the world in Matthew 5, so we want to be salt and light when we're travelling. But also I think the other thing we need to do when we're travelling as Christians is be aware that we're travelling in a fallen world and we're going to see some horrible things when we're travelling. Uh, you know, poverty, warfare, um, well, hopefully not, you know, <laughs> Hopefully you see the effects of warfare rather than walk for, go for a war zone. But, you yeah. know, kids sniffing glue on the streets of, of Kenya, massive slums in India. How do you deal with that as a Christian? You know, where is God in all this? So it's helpful to remember that it's good to think of through the issues like the fallenness of the world, Christianity and suffering and those sorts of things. And also to make sure that, you know, when you're away from home, you don't get caught up in immorality i mean one of the two of the dangers of everything in life whether it's traveling or sport or music uh is we've got to make sure that we don't fall into idolatry you know taking a good thing making it into a god thing and we don't want to um get it caught up in immorality um, so all things have immorality associated with it and when i've been traveling if i'd been of a certain mind i could have engaged in all sorts of things which i would have come to regret um, we need to be aware of that and make sure that we're um you know not going to drink too much or take drugs or fall into casual relationships sexual relationships with people or any, anything like that um, so we need to be on our guard there as well so i guess they're the sorts of things i, I wanted to help people think to also in terms of can i say something on how to travel um, i mean everyone's different some people like traveling by themselves some people like traveling in groups some like people like being on organized trips some people like making it up as they go along um, and so I think it's when we're thinking about how we're going to travel, it's good to think about how will my nature of traveling affect my Christian life? Um, what will best enable me to maintain my quiet times, to maintain my Christian behavior? Uh, sometimes it's good to travel with another Christian. I, I've usually traveled by myself up until, you know, when I got a bit older. But I had a, a friend of mine who I grew up with. He and a friend of his went on, I think it was a one month tour of Europe with a, um, a secular tour group for 18 to 35 year olds. And what my friend George and his mate David decided was that they were going to have their, they'd read the Bible and pray together each day while they were away. And sometimes they do it in their hotel room, sometimes they do it on the tour bus. But um, George and Dave are pretty cool guys, and so they got on with everyone. And so by the end of the trip, they ended up in Amsterdam. And the tour guide sort of said, well, when you're in Paris, you go to the Eiffel Tower. Uh, when you're in, I don't know, Munich, you go to a beer hall. And when you're in Amsterdam, you go to a sex show. And we're all going to go to a sex show tonight. And so my two friends, um, David and George, thought, no, oh, we don't want to do that. So they, they, they decided that they wouldn't do it, and they had each other to support them. And then they started to say to the people in the tour group, do you really want to do that? We don't want to do that, do we? And in the end, because they had such good, I guess, credibility with their travelling companions by that stage, the entire tour group decided not to go to the sex show. Um, and the only two who went along, I think, was the tour leader and the driver of the bus or something like that. Now, that's interesting. You know, how would they have gone if they'd been by themselves in that situation, though? Um, so it's always good to think, you know, my method of travel, what's best going to help me to travel as a Christian? Uh, and as I said, some people will travel by themselves, some will travel with others. But one of the issues is how it will impact us spiritually. So these are some of the things I was writing about. I, I could go on, but I'll stop and let you ask another question. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I appreciate that you're encouraging um, people and not only you, but someone else kind of going back. Your pastor took the time to encourage you on your first trip and how important that is for all of us Christians um, when we know others who are traveling to encourage them and maybe even share this resource from Stephen um, as one of the ways to help them start thinking about what that can look like in their travels. Hmm. Wow. I'd be delighted if, I mean, I wrote the book um, to help people who are traveling or to help people who knew people who were traveling. Um, and you're most welcome to use it if you'd like to. But even if you don't, I, I think the two best things you can say to yourself or someone else if they go traveling is firstly, oh, you know, remember to keep reading your Bible and praying. And can I help you there? Uh, and the second thing is, why don't you pray each day uh, that God would um, give the opportunities to be a good example, encouragement, or a good witness? And I guess the third thing I'd say is, if you're going to be in any location for an extended period of time, try and find out about meeting with Christians there somehow. Absolutely. And such a blessing with electronics nowadays, it can help find those resources a little bit easier sometimes too. Yeah, I mean, you can research ahead of time, you know good churches or good Christian groups in wherever it is you may be traveling to. And then obviously, I guess, I imagine with your network as well, people would have good, you know, <laughs> intel yeah. on, on, on good churches and Christian groups and camps and things like that, which people can link up with. Stephen, we have really appreciated these resources. Is there any other points that you would like to make? I guess just one other thought is I, I have touched upon the fact that I, I think you don't, you travel for all sorts of reasons, but even if you're just traveling for, a a holiday or to rest and have relaxation you will often um, come across some really unfortunate things in the world you know i've seen poverty in india and poverty and glue sniffing in africa and 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 drugs in amsterdam Uh, when i was going through poland a few years ago i thought i had the opportunity to go to the auschwitz concentration camp which is you know a, a horrendous place but highly you know certainly makes you think And I guess one of the things I think is, well, when we see these sorts of negative things in the world, how do we respond um, as Christians? And so one of the things I've I've done is I've perhaps I've traveled to Africa and thought, boy, there are a lot of needs here. So I try and support um, Christian ministry and Christian charities um, who do work in Africa. Uh, When I was in Vietnam, I was in part of Vietnam many years ago up the north and I thought, well, I like this country. What's happening in terms of Christian work here? And I know there was a very big radio ministry which impacted Vietnam, so I try and support that. Um, when we travel around the world and we see the amount of people who clearly don't know Jesus, and that will obviously motivate us, I guess, to support world mission, You know, whether we go ourselves or whether we're praying and supporting others who aren't. And then you know, if you go to somewhere like Auschwitz, it just reminds you of, the horrible, you know, flawed fallenness of humanity and what can happen. And that just is quite hard how to pray about something like Auschwitz. But I guess when we see the bad things and the the difficult things, we want to think, how can we um, respond as Christians? And I guess some of the things which I've resolved is that, you know, the Christian faith is so important. We need to live as Christians. We need to support other Christians around the world. We need to promote world mission. Um, around the world as, as well as at home. Um, I'm very passionate about all of those things, but also there are there are needs we see. You know, how can we help? And we can't solve every problem, but you know, can we contribute to people who are doing good 
aid work in certain parts of the world. And so I think we travel partially for education as well. Uh, and so I think it's good to sort of be inspired and take those experiences and um, ask God how they can, how he can use them uh, in our lives to help others. Wonderful. That's a really good, a good motive for travel and a good um, way to reflect when you come home. Mm. Um, well, Stephen, one of the questions that I always ask our guests is what has been the biggest God moment in all of your travels? Yes, I, I thought you were going to ask me that, and it's it's very hard. Um, I think I would have to say that probably the most influential God moment was just when I went overseas as a 20-year-old. I joined this church in London. They had an, an international fellowship group there with about 70 people in it from North America, South America, Asia, Africa, Europe, Australia, and just being part of that little Christian community of people from around the world, a uh, whole range of ages, you know, 20 through to 50, um, from different countries, different cultural backgrounds, but the thing we all had in common was, was Christ. Uh, we prayed together, we sung together, we went to church together, we went to the movies together, we went out for dinner together. I found that was almost like a foretaste of heaven. You know, we, we read in Revelation that there'll be people from all nations around the throne of God. I guess this was like a mini foretaste of that. Um, I, I still am in contact with a number of people from that group over 30 years later now. Um, that was just one of the most pivotal experiences of my life. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Hmm. Pleasure. Well, Stephen, we've really enjoyed having you on the podcast today. How can our listeners connect with you outside of this episode? Yeah, well, look, if they wanted to have... Um, a look at my book in case it was helpful to them or others. It's called Traveling the World as Citizens of Heaven. It's published by a publishing house called Matthias Media, and uh, they have uh, an office in the United States. And so if you Googled Matthias Media or MatthiasMedia.com, that will get you to the relevant publishing house. And then it's just a question of, you know, putting in my name or the name of my book. Uh, if someone wanted to contact me, I'm sure someone sent a message to Matthias Media in the USA, they could they could easily forward it on to me and they could connect with me in that way. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to have all those links in the description below. It has been a pleasure talking with you and being encouraged and reminded as we hopefully start traveling again soon, what to be focusing on, and that is Christ in all of our travels. Yeah. And can I just say, look, it's been lovely talking to you, and I'm so pleased that you're in the United States uh, trying to bring your Christian faith and the Christian faith of others and traveling together. Uh, it, there are such great opportunities there. I'm, I'm pleased you're trying to encourage that. Obviously, there are dangers to watch out for as well. I'm just really pleased that you and others are involved in that ministry. Why, thank you so much. Well, Christian travelers, I hope that you have really enjoyed this conversation with Stephen. He has hit up on some really important and encouraging points. And as you hopefully look to travel in 2021 or 2022, you can be reflecting on these things as you head back out there. But uh, if you like today's episode, you might also like episode three, which was why God calls us to travel or episode four, what is Christian travel with Peter Greer? Or you can head to our website, christiantravelers.net. Some of our faith and travel tips talk about what scripture says about travel. And some of these points that uh, Stephen hit up, we kind of go into um, as well. 
Additionally, we encourage you to check out his book or head to our website and check out some information about our upcoming retreats in Punta Cana and in Florida. It'll be a great opportunity to connect with other travelers who also share your love for the Lord and your love for travel and to recline and rest and be very intentional about incorporating Christ in your travels. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.